Hey, what is going on, everybody? This is Austin coming at you with another episode of the Coffee Break Hems podcast. Today on the podcast, we are going to be um, talking about lactate a little bit. So whenever we talk about lactate in the field, we always kind of talk about sepsis. And and I think when we transport our patients and we see a lab set and we see somebody has a, a lactate of five or something like that, we're immediately like, oh, we must be missing an infection. And obviously sepsis is like a big name in the game when it comes to lactate production, but there's like a ton of different things that will cause lactate to be increased in your body and potentially for a patient to be in an acidotic state um, because of that increased lactate. And so over the next you know 15 or 20 minutes, I'm hoping to explain the why behind lactate because I don't think that a lot of people really understand how lactate is produced in the body and what causes the increase in production of lactate with certain disease processes. And so we're going to get into it. All right, so we all know that the food we eat, those three macromolecules we eat, we have our proteins, our fats, and our carbohydrates. Our carbohydrates eventually get broken down into glucose, and everybody freaking hates biochemistry, so I'm not going to talk about glucose breaking down into three like triose phosphates or anything like that because that's just stupidity. So what we're going to do is keep it kind of a little bit basic, and so we know that under normal physiology with an adequate amount of oxygen in the body, our glucose goes through glycolysis, right? The breaking down of those glucose molecules um, into pyruvate. Pyruvate essentially is um, the fork in the road where it can decide to either go down the, you know, the um, most common pathway, uh, which is or taking that pyruvate and converting it to acetyl-CoA with pyruvate dehydrogenase and coenzyme A, and then putting it through the Krebs cycle and then through the electron transport chain, and then you end up with 38 ATP on the other side. Or pyruvate can undergo fermentation. And there's many reasons why pyruvate undergoes fermentation, specifically lactic acid fermentation in human beings. Um, And Oftentimes it is completely normal, which is why we actually always, every single one of you guys has a little bit of lactate in your body, you know, 0.5 to one or so millimoles per liter of lactate. And that's totally a normal finding. Um, uh, Not, uh, doesn't mean you're sick at all. The body naturally does this. And so, but at the end of glycolysis, which is where glucose has now broken down into two pyruvate uh, molecules, you are now at that fork in the road where you can either go to the left, which is going down the normal pathway of producing energy, or you can go to the right, which is the fermentation side. And that is really the thing that we that we need to really truly understand is that there's two pathways for our glucose to go. There's two pathways for pyruvate to go. And so the normal cycle we know, or the most common cycle, as I just mentioned, pyruvate eventually turns into acetyl-CoA. Not going to go into like the the biochemistry of it because people hate that. So, um, uh, so pyruvate, uh, excuse me, pyruvate eventually converts to acetyl-CoA. Acetyl-CoA goes into the mitochondria, the powerhouse of our cell, and goes through that Krebs cycle and the electron transport um, chain, and we get normal ATP. 
But there's also another cycle that's super important, and that is something called the Cori cycle. And so if pyruvate decides to go to the to the right and undergo that lactic acid fermentation, it produces something called lactate, which we're all very familiar with. So the Cori cycle is where instead of pyruvate being converted to acetyl-CoA and going through the Krebs cycle and producing energy, pyruvate ferments and it produces lactate. Lactate actually can be converted in the liver back to pyruvate, and then pyruvate can be converted back to glucose. And it only really happen it only happens in the liver, and that's called the Cori cycle. And so if there is too much pyruvate in a cell, um, and there's not enough space for it to, to um, or there's not enough PDH available to convert it to acetyl-CoA and go through the Krebs cycle, then pyruvate will just ferment into lactate. And lactate will go back to the liver because lactate can leave the cell freely um, and go into the bloodstream. And so lactate will go back into the bloodstream, go into the liver, and then the liver will take that lactate convert it back into pyruvate, and then convert it back into glucose. Now, this is a, a process that takes energy to do. It, it uses ATP to do this. And so if you have a ton of lactate production, it's going to take a lot of energy to convert lactate back to glucose. Um, but what that does is it allows that glucose to now go back into the bloodstream and go back into cells and then be used for energy production. Or if it doesn't need to be used in that moment, then glucose can just be converted to glycogen in the liver if, um, uh, if we have an adequate amount of uh, blood glucose at that time. So it's actually um, a super normal and super important thing that our body does, fermenting, uh, fermenting pyruvate into lactate. And it doesn't always mean something bad is happening. So it becomes very easy to talk about this topic if you can kind of close your eyes and imagine the glucose circle, the glucose circle of life, essentially. So we have glucose that gets converted to pyruvate. Pyruvate can take two paths. It can either go down the common pathway of converting to acetyl-CoA and going through the Krebs cycle and producing energy, or it can ferment into lactate. Lactate gets processed in the liver back to glucose, essentially. It just does the reverse. It goes back into pyruvate, then back into glucose. And then that glucose can either be utilized for cellular respiration, or it can be converted to glycogen and stored for a later date. Super, super simple. Um, but just because this is a normal pathway, there can be reasons why lactate is elevated that are bad. And so if you think about um, the steps in the chain, essentially, um, it's pretty easy to determine like what would cause a high lactate level. And first and foremost, we know that lactate production is totally normal, right? And so um, uh, we are always producing lactate, but our liver is able to go or take lactate and put it through that Cori cycle and convert it back to glucose. But if a patient has liver failure, then they are not able to participate in the Cori cycle. And so your body will be producing lactate, but your body is unable to convert the lactate back to glucose. And so if somebody has liver disease, then they will generally have a slightly elevated lactate level. If somebody is in an acute um, uh, liver failure, then they will have a pretty substantially increased lactate level because their liver is unable to do that Cori cycle. So first thing is liver failure. 
the second thing that can increase your um, uh, increase your lactate level is if for some reason you have a profound increase in glycolysis, right? So you only have a certain amount of mitochondria. You only have a certain amount of PDH, which is pyruvate dehydrogenase. And your body is used to accommodating a certain amount of glycolysis, a certain amount of breaking down of glucose into pyruvate. And so if for some reason you have this humongous increase in glycolysis, you have this huge increase in sugar breaking down into pyruvate, then there's too much pyruvate for your cells to essentially handle and convert to acetyl-CoA and put through the Krebs cycle. And so a lot of that pyruvate is just going to ferment into lactate because your body's like, yo, I can't like handle all of this. You know, essentially you can kind of think that the uh, glucose is like the cars driving down the street and pyruvate are the people getting out of the cars. And each one of these cars has two people in it. And this bar, which is your mitochondria, is used to accommodating a hundred people you know, an hour or something like that. But if for some reason, a hundred cars show up at one time, so 200 people show up, they're going to be waiting outside for quite some time. But instead of just chilling outside and waiting for their turn, uh, the people are eventually going to go somewhere else. And that is all that is taking place, right? So if you have a huge increase in glycolysis, there's going to be so much pyruvate and a lot of that pyruvate is going to decide to ferment and turn into lactate um, to be converted back into glucose at a later time in the liver. So that way um, uh, the cells can utilize them uh, at a later date. Some of the things that increase glycolysis would be very obviously like exercise, right? That's why you, um, uh, if you go run a marathon, you're going to have a pretty uh, uh, increased level of lactate in your blood because you've been exercising for such a huge period of time. There's other reasons too that obviously uh, marathon runners have increased lactate, not just increase in their exercise, but they also are going to be, you know, um, Uh, entering into an anaerobic state eventually. But exercise is definitely a big one. Another thing that can increase glycolysis would be like fever can increase glycolysis. Um, Shivering can increase glycolysis. Certain drugs can increase glycolysis. There's many, many things that can cause your sugar to break down quicker into pyruvate. And it is not going to always increase the level of metabolism in your body um, because there's only so much PDH, there's only so much oxygen availability, there's only so much um, coenzyme A that is needed to convert that pyruvate to acetyl-CoA. And so a lot of it's going to end up transporting or transferring to to lactate. Um, On that same kind of note, Some other things that can cause an increased lactate is if your PDH is overwhelmed. Your PDH is your your pyruvate dehydrogenase. It is necessary to break down that three-carbon chain for that that three-carbon chain pyruvate. Um, And so without PDH, then you cannot enter the Krebs cycle. And so if your PDH is overwhelmed, kind of think about that bar scenario where there's just so many people waiting outside. There's so many pyruvate waiting outside to get into those mitochondria. Um, Eventually that pyruvate dehydrogenase is going to be overwhelmed and the pyruvate is going to be like, to hell with this, I'm not waiting outside. And it'll just end up fermenting into lactate. Another thing that can cause um, your 
um, pyruvate to be really unable to convert from pyruvate to acetyl-CoA is if you have a thiamine deficiency. And so like alcoholics um, are unable to convert a lot of pyruvate into acetyl-CoA, and so their pyruvate ends up converting to lactate a lot of times. And so your, your severe acute alcoholic um, who comes in and ends up needing like a banana bag because they have a thiamine deficiency, they're probably also going to have an elevated lactate. And it doesn't mean that they have some hidden sepsis oftentimes. It's just that they have an inability to convert their pyruvate to acetyl-CoA, so their pyruvate decides to ferment into lactate. All right, the next thing is um, anaerobic metabolism, and that's like pretty obvious. So um, if you have uh, pyruvate, pyruvate is unable to convert to acetyl-CoA and enter into the mitochondria in the absence of oxygen. So there's many things that will cause an anaerobic state, and the first is very obviously just pushing your body through exercise to a point where... Um, where you have an inadequate amount of tissue oxygenation um, to accommodate a bunch of ATP production. And so your pyruvate is not going to be able to convert to acetyl-CoA, and so instead it's going to ferment into lactate, and then we get our nice sore muscles the next day. The other thing is a significant acidosis. So if you have a severe acidosis, and you have a bunch of hydrogen entering the cell, your oxygen is not able to be utilized like it should inside of your cell. So your pyruvate is going to end up fermenting to lactate and it is going to contribute to an even greater acidosis. So um, that's kind of the, that's the spiral of death with our blood gases, right? Because acidosis begets more acidosis. Uh, and through mechanisms like oxygen therapy, um, vasoactive medications, uh, uh, you know, removing source of infection if you're a septic patient. Um, those are all the things that are going to reverse that anaerobic state and start to promote um, pyruvate's conversion to acetyl-CoA instead of um, instead of fermentation in uh, in patients like that. Um, two more things. So pyruvate can also be um, unable to convert over to acetyl-CoA with certain like toxins and drugs. Um, and, and um, <clears throat> you know, namely uh, um, uh, like cyanide and things like that. Also, there are drugs that um, actually promote lactic acid fermentation. Um, and those are drugs like epinephrine and albuterol, like your beta-1 and beta-2 agonists. Those actually promote um, uh, pyruvate fermentation, right? So so lactic acid fermentation. And so if you give somebody a bunch of epi, they're going to end up having an, a, a slight increase in their lactate. If you give somebody, you know, seven and a half milligrams of albuterol, they're also going to have an increase in their lactate level. Because um, those specifically promote lactic acid fermentation. And then finally, the very last thing that I'm going to talk about anyway, there's like one, there's one or two others on this list that are that are kind of biggies, but um, but not as big as the ones we've talked about so far. Um, the the other big one is obviously sepsis. So sepsis attacks it from many areas. So sepsis can, first and foremost, increase glycolysis through fever and through an increased metabolic demand because of the infection. So you're going to have a bunch of cars showing up to the bar at one time and a bunch of pyruvate getting out. And so you are going to have an increase in your lactate level because only so much of that pyruvate can enter into the Krebs cycle. 
The other thing that sepsis is doing is that you end up becoming hypotensive. And so when you're hypotensive, you're not pushing um, all of that oxygenated blood down to your tissues like you should. And so you end up with inadequate tissue perfusion, meaning you end up with an anaerobic metabolism. And with an anaerobic metabolism, pyruvate cannot convert to acetyl-CoA. And so it ends up participating in lactic acid fermentation. As that lactate level increases with sepsis and those hydrogen ions are being kind of um, are being buffered inside of the cells and potassium is being pushed out of the cells, you end up in an even worse anaerobic state because the, um, the hydrogen buffering in that acidosis. And so that whole system gets even worse. And then finally, with a septic shock patient, especially when they're starting to show signs of end organ damage, can also cause like an acute renal issue where you're not able to excrete any lactate or excrete any of the hydrogen. Um, and it can also um, give you an acute hepatic injury too. And so you're not able to convert any of that lactate back into glucose. You are still doing that at a pretty big rate in, um, in sepsis, you are per, you're converting a ton of lactate back into glucose, which is why in sepsis, you'll almost always see an elevated blood sugar. Um, same thing with, um, with allergic reactions and allergic reaction, you have a huge increase in your glycolysis because of the, um, uh, because of the, um, allergic reaction and the metabolic demand from that immune response. Uh, and so you end up with an elevated lactate with allergic reactions and that lactate is converted back to glucose. And so you'll always see with allergic reactions that they'll have an elevated blood glucose because of that Cori cycle that's going on all the time. But anyway, we can talk about all of those little cool things forever. So it's really pretty simple though. Um, hopefully, uh, uh, you guys are able to picture that kind of in your mind glucose converting to pyruvate. Pyruvate's a fork in the road. It can either go get uh, converted to acetyl-CoA and go through the Krebs cycle, or it gets converted to lactate. Lactate goes to the liver and converts it back to glucose in the Cori cycle. The things that jack it up, liver disease, increased glycolysis. There's too many people waiting at the door. Thiamine deficiency with alcoholics, anaerobic metabolism, certain drugs, and sepsis. So the next time you're at bedside and you see somebody has a lactate of four, don't just immediately say they have sepsis, even in the absence of like, you know, a source of infection and other signs of sepsis, a lot of people get caught in that like, oh my gosh, it's got to be sepsis. Um, and so think about it, like think about the liver, think about metabolic demand, like do they have increasing glycolysis? Think about their electrolytes. Do they have a thiamine deficiency? Do they have hyperkalemia? Do they have an acidosis? What kind of medications did they just take? Are you taking somebody who's just got asthma exacerbation and they've been receiving um, a continuous NEB for the last two hours? Um, you know, they're going to have an elevated lactate. And so uh, uh, tons of different things. Hopefully this helped a few of you guys with your understanding of lactic acid fermentation in the body and why it is actually a pretty normal thing for most of us, which is why we always have a little bit of lactate circulating around. Um, probably a little bit shorter episode today. Um, uh, let me know if you guys enjoyed it or not. Uh, I definitely love the biochem stuff.
stuff uh, a ton, but I know most people really hate it. So, uh, so if you guys weren't uh, weren't super stoked about it, please let me know because I only want to do content that you guys really enjoy listening to. Other than that, if you guys have any other comments or questions, you can reach out to me at Kaiser CPR for or excuse me, Kaiser CPR at gmail.com. That's K I S E R C P R at gmail.com, and I'll see you guys in two weeks.